This is episode 17 with Nicolette Crisali. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer turned personal trainer and coach. Each week, it is my goal to bring you a unique story of an elite athlete's mindset to help you unlock and discover your life's potential. Today's guest is Catholic University's all-time leading goal scorer for lacrosse, three-time first-team all-conference player, and athlete of the year. Nicolette has since graduated and explored the practice of yoga, becoming a certified instructor where she teaches alongside her mom at Summer Rain Yoga. Please join us as we talk about mindfulness, finding a mantra, and how yoga can translate to your athletic career as well. Without further ado, I'm pleased to welcome on Nicolette. Yeah, so Nicolette, welcome. Uh, Excited to have you on. It's been a while, but excited to catch up and hear a little bit more about your athletic career. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, so uh, where did your passion for lacrosse come from and when did you get started? So I started playing lacrosse uh, probably around third grade. I started playing after my brother. He um, started a couple years before me. I played baseball for a really long time and then they told me that I was a girl and I couldn't play baseball anymore and I had to play softball. And I was pretty upset and I didn't want to play softball. No offense to softball people. Um, and then, so my mom was like, why don't you try lacrosse? Like you love playing with your brother, all the stuff. So I started playing in like third grade. And initially I was just very athletic. Um, so they kind of put me up with the older girls, which made it more fun. It was more competitive. They knew how to catch and throw like I did. Um, and then I just kind of fell in love with it ever since. Was there a certain point that you realized uh, one, you could play in high school, and then I guess when did you also realize, okay, maybe college is a possibility? Yeah, so I feel like I knew I was, I knew I wanted to play in college. I knew I never wanted to give up the aspect of uh, being part of a team, like the camaraderie of all of that, and going to St. John's and playing there, I like loved it. We played in the fall, we played in the spring, it was a whole year thing, so that kind of made me be like, okay, I can do this in college. I can play for the for fall and spring semester. Um, but I don't know when I realized that my abilities were capable of being played in college. I think people would tell me all the time that I could go and I would be great. But um, I think I just, I knew I, I knew if I put my heart to it in my mind that it would all work out and I would be able to do it. I don't know. I never, I never thought that <laughs> there wasn't a single some, moment no. that like stuck out. To I you. also okay. feel like lacrosse was so not a big thing when we were growing up. It was kind of just yeah. like pe- the people that played in college were weren't nece- they were the best, but they weren't necessarily. It wasn't this whole like upper tier. Like yeah. everyone could get there. It was just who was gonna excel. I feel like definitely now I'm yes. seeing that oh, yeah. more so. Yeah. Um, lacrosse especially in the Maryland area has yeah. taken off yeah I think now if you ask somebody that they'd be like oh my god I never th- I don't know if I'll be able to but for me it was like well if you want to play you can play because yeah. there's enough places to play that don't have enough people that's <laughs> complete opposite yeah and the kids I coach in the summer now I am constantly losing them every yeah. single summer because they get to the age where now it's summer league for lacrosse yeah. and camps and all this and they just can't commit to swim team anymore breaks my heart but I get it I understand it um 
Now describe your, I guess, your college selection process and that decision making and how did you end up deciding on Catholic? So I really had no idea what I wanted to do college-wise. I knew I couldn't go to a big school. I really needed the small classes, that whole thing. So I started looking and unfortunately there's not a lot of schools that play Division One in our small schools and are good mm -hmm. worth like good at good schools both academically and lacrosse wise. Um, but it's funny, Catholic had reached out to me uh, like as soon as they're able to, I forget when the time marks are now, but and I was like, oh God, it's too close. Like I wanna go away from home. Like it's not even an option. I think I ignored her email and like laughed at it basically. <laughs> and then I started looking at all these schools and again, I, I just didn't feel it, like I wanted to go close to home. So I started looking in the South. My brother went to Charleston, so they don't have lacrosse, but I would look around there. Um, and then I remember driving home. I forget. I looked at a couple D2 schools and I was just crying to my mom. I was like, I don't know where I want to go. Like, I'm going to, like, I can't, I can't do this. And I actually realized at that drive home, I was like, I can't be this far away from home. I can't do that. So she was like, well, why don't you email Catholic and like, see, maybe she'll like, maybe they haven't been done with recruiting. So I email her. She emails me like right back. Um, she's like, do you want to come Monday for a visit? And I was like, I would love to. When I fell in love with the school, I fell in love with the, the, the people on the team. I just felt right at home. And I was like, this is it. I, if I get in here, I'm good to go. And I never looked back. That's awesome. I feel like, I mean, in knowing you, family is definitely a big part yeah. of your life. So it makes sense that you yeah. ended up close to them. Were they able to make it to a lot of your games? And, every and game. Everything? I think, yeah. There were only a couple games they didn't make it to. They would travel everywhere as well. I mean, my brother yeah. was older than me, so nobody was really at home. So they had nothing to do. And my dad's office is like, I think, six miles from the okay. field. So he would come and go back to work. <laughs> it was awesome. That's Perfect. pretty nice. That's what led to my decision, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, Delaware is not as close as Catholic, yeah. but still, yeah. it was a day trip for them and I think that helped me out a lot. Now did that help your transition your freshman year of college? So too? my fall was a nightmare. <laughs> I was so like it was just so different I think uh, like playing lacrosse and trying to get into the transition of everything and Growing up, I was able, like, as soon as I got my car, I was able to leave the house whenever I wanted to. I could do whatever I wanted to. And when I went to college and didn't have a car and, like, I felt so trapped. I was like, get my car here. I need to leave. Uh, I just felt very, uh, like... Stuck. Yeah, stuck. Yeah. And uh, it was hard going there and, like, not really knowing anyone. I mean, I had my teammates, but, again, um, especially for Division three, the lacrosse in the fall is a lot less tense. It was kind of like trying to figure out time management, and everyone wanted to always go out, but we had lacrosse, so it was just a very hard transition. But I remember going home for Christmas and being like, no, like, I'm, I love lacrosse. I love mm -hmm. the school. Like, you can do this. And I went back. Um, obviously. And in the spring, as soon as lacrosse started, as soon as I was with like my best friends every day, it was all worth it. And I was, I, now I tell everyone the fall is going to suck, but you'll love yeah. it after. And you'll look back and laugh at yourself. I feel like it's gotta be really, what's interesting, I guess, with your experience versus mine, 
um, swimming started like a week into yeah. school in the fall. So it was like, I experienced what you experienced, but for a week. Yeah. And it was like, no big deal. Yeah. You're into it. It's got to be tough having to wait a whole semester before you really get that cranked up. Yeah, we had, so we had fall ball, but that's, so you're right, that started like a month into school and then okay. it starts right with run tests and you're like stressed out. You don't want to fail. You don't want everyone <laughs> to think that you didn't work all summer to be here. Uh, and then it's awkward because the hours for division three are so limited during fall ball that you can only really practice like three days a week or four. I forget. It's a certain number of hours, but yeah. they split it up and then you have a certain amount of scrimmaging time. And so it's almost like, they're playing with you. They're like, okay, here's three hours to have fun and love it. And then, okay, here's two days off. So it's really awkward. Uh, and I wish it was different, but it kind of like plays with you. It's like, haha, here's some fun, but. Just kidding, you can't meet again. Yeah, for exactly. <laughs> now, would you guys have like captain's practices and yes. stuff too? Yeah, okay. yeah. So that helped also. Uh, but you know, those can be so disorganized. And, but it, it is <laughs> nice just to be there with your friends and pick up the stick and play around. Yeah. So. It's funny listening to different people's experience in college. And it's like, for me personally, like captain's practice was mandatory, but no one really went. Yeah. Um, was it mandatory or? Um, yeah, pretty much everything we okay. did was mandatory. Um, but that was just like the way our, we were everything. Yeah. We were going to do everything. We were going to do everything together. Um, but yeah, they were disorganized. But at the end of the day, as long as you got everyone there and everyone, yeah. sometimes we just sat around and talked about life and made sure that everyone was okay. And I am so thankful for that. <laughs> sometimes those are the best practices yeah. though. Um, even though you're not physically working on it, like there's a team chemistry aspect yes. that you have to have in your sport um, that comes from moments like that. Exactly. Now talking about the game of lacrosse itself, kind of is there anything particular going through your head during a game? Um, I have to say that I am, I nothing is ever going through my head when I'm playing lacrosse. I wish that was like the sense in my whole life. <laughs> but I remember, I think it was like high school or something. And my coach, she would call me in and she would tell me like this play that I did and how she wanted me to teach the like JV it and what I was thinking during it. And I was yeah. like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't remember that. And she's like, come on, you've done it a couple times. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, I'm going to show you film and then that'll help you. But basically I'm, my mind is so clear when I'm playing lacrosse that I think that that's what makes it so, um, in a weird sense, meditative to me because I'm so in the zone. I'm taking in all of this information and processing it without even thinking about it, that mm. it's almost just so peaceful. Uh, but I think that going into um, like games and stuff, I think just being able to like clear my head about other things that aren't lacrosse re related and just being able to like be present made the game perfect for not perfect but you know yeah. what i mean like i could guarantee that there was nothing else on my mind and i would be is there anything that you found to help you get into that flow state of just like clear mind everything was just happening you're not really reacting you're just you're in total control um i i think that honestly just being in the moment because there would be times we would 
our coach would always play back these videos of past games and like the times we scored and stuff like that and they would everyone would get pumped up about it but sometimes yeah. I would I would almost like be like crap I remember that game and I like totally like wiped out like threw the ball away like that was so embarrassing and for me like that is for anyone that isn't like positive so I feel like just being in the moment and being like whatever happened before this it doesn't matter like you know you can do this like you've been doing this your whole life mm -hmm. so um I think like just being present um is really important yeah definitely and did you have a certain routine that you went through prior to game day or on game day that really helped clear your mind um, not necessarily. I would always like kind of just listen to music. Um, we had my se junior and senior year, we weren't allowed to have our phones on the bus on the way to away trips. Um, so you basically had your music, whatever movie was playing and the person next to you. So, um, and I think in a way that does really help you to just kind of like set your mind, um, and realize like, we got to play this game and yeah. What, yeah, kind of like what's going to work for you. Do you think that really helps? Like not having the distraction, obviously these days of like social media, like email, schoolwork, whatever else might be. Yeah. I think, um, there are parts of it. I liked. there were parts of it. I didn't like, it was kind of weird to like, not be able, like our friends would always text us like yeah. they didn't play lacrosse and be like, come on guys, good luck. But we wouldn't see it till the end. So, <laughs> um, but then I do think like there's a, there is a way, or there is um, the idea of getting really distracted by like just sitting there on social media. I mean, that distracts me from anything. So um, I do, I did really enjoy that part of it. Just kind of literally just being able to like sit and kind of meditate or watch the movie and just be like, all right, we're gonna do this. <laughs> nice. And so much I think of what people don't realize is the practice time. We talked about it a little bit earlier. What was your approach to practice? Um, how often did you guys practice? And then what was your like mindset going to each one? Um, so we practiced <clears throat> uh, six days a week. Um, we used to have awkwardly Mondays off, which ended up being fine, but I would have preferred to have set days off <laughs> for other reasons. Um, <laughs> anyways, so, but we would practice for two to three hours a day. Um, some of that was just sitting and watching film, talking about things other, but pretty much always two hours on the field. Uh, and we always had morning practice, which in a way kind of was nice because you were half asleep. So you didn't really know yeah. that it was miserable. <laughs> and you had the whole rest of the day, which really helped academically to just be able to go home, take a nap, get to class and be free the rest of the day. Um, but I think like going into practice, it was really important to kind of just like we would line the hallways and kind of talk at 5 30 6 o'clock in the morning and um just kind of being there and like realizing that we're like you and your teammates are all there together and it might be miserable it might not be your best practice but just kind of being able to be like all right we're all in this together and i think that it's really important to have like your teammates as your best friends and be able to like look to them and be like, all right, this is going to be a bad day, but I need you to help me get through this. <laughs> it definitely helps. Um, and I noticed that myself too. Like we had five thirty practice a lot yeah. of times and <laughs> nothing's worse than when you get into the pool deck five thirty. it's middle of winter and you're given a set. That's like, Holy crap. Yeah. It's not even six o'clock and my heart rate needs to be 180 plus right now. Like, <laughs> 
Well, you just look, you look to your teammates yeah. and you're like, okay, we yeah. can do this together. Um, now, you also mentioned to me before, you've done a lot of mindfulness training as a team. Mm-hmm. What did that really entail and how do you think that helped you? So, um, I'm not exactly looking back. It was our senior year. I'm not exactly sure how many times we met, but we met, I, w- I want to say like once a week. Um, in the fall and then every two weeks in the spring Um, and one of the boys lacrosse assistant coaches led it Um, and we would sit uh, and do basically uh, like we would start with a meditative practice Um, he would kind of talk us through like a body scan or something like that and then we would talk about how we felt about it and at first it started very general kind of like not even lacrosse related it was Mm -hmm. just basic mindfulness training um, and just being able to be aware of bringing your mind to the present moment like what you feel what you hear what you smell all of that stuff and then he started to as the training progressed move us onto the lacrosse field so he would have us um, throw the ball and kind of feel every aspect of you catching the ball every aspect of you throwing the ball which really forces you to be present because you can't think about anything else and uh, so he kind of train uh, he tried to train us to bring us back to this like uh, empty like empty mind or peaceful mind by feeling these feelings so that in the game when or in practice when things are heated getting you're getting out in your head and stuff like that mm-hmm. to kind of just come back to the basics um, and I, I thankfully think that I'm naturally very okay, easy at just kind of letting things go. Something bad happens. Yeah. It's cool. We have 30 more minutes to make it up. But I think it was so helpful for everyone. And also just having the cues being like, we would, I forget what words we would use and stuff, but we would tell each other, like, just be mindful, like bring it back to the basics. Like, you know how to catch and throw. That's not what we have to work on. Um, and kind of just going from there but it was a very cool experience i think like every team should have it for every sport it's it's really interesting to see the transition now i feel like in sports being more focused on that because a lot of my backgrounds and i have a um, minor in coaching science and a lot of what i studied was how to you know give your athletes their peak performance. And one of the ways that has been studied was just when your focus is more internal, or sorry, is more um, just, yeah, internally and not worrying about the external stuff. That's when your best performances usually happen. So if you're not worried about, oh my God, this other team just made an awesome play. Yeah. It's like, okay, like whatever. Luckily, in your case, you still have 30 minutes or whatever left in the game. Um, That's not always the case, depending on your sport. But it is what it is. Did you find that that also helped you in training? And if so, I guess, what about it? Um, Yeah, I think it in training, it's so that is such a mental thing. Like I struggled with the mile, not because I couldn't run it, because I hated running around a trap track for four laps like you could tell me to run for three laps and I would be fine just tell me that it's not a mile like the fourth (laughs) lap and I think after like doing that training even after um after I picked up yoga even just being able to 
like kind of breathe and be like, okay, this is less than seven minutes of your life. Like you can do this. Yeah. Um, and kind of just being present and not thinking like, okay, am I going to get the time right? Like, am I going to hit it? It's more about like being present. And I think it, it, it did really help. I tell all the clients that I train and the kids that I coach, control your breath and you're able to control yeah. like so much more than you think. You'll be able to overpower those thoughts and it takes them a while to realize that. Yeah. But it sounds like similar case for you. And you mentioned yoga. Um, you're now certified to teach it, right? Yes, yes. Um, obviously a major part of your life. How did that help you in your athletic career? I think uh, it's funny when... I, when I got that award, uh, the award for senior athlete of the year, my coach in the uh, speech about me said that I've always had a yoga mindset. And I think that that it's funny because people think I'm calm and cool and collected, but <laughs> internally I don't feel that way all the time. But I think that uh, that mindset has really just helped me to be the athlete that lets go of things so easily. Um, and I think that it's so important to realize that like a mistake isn't the worst thing ever. And as soon as you make that mistake and let it keep going on through practice, through games, you get in that rut. And if you just never let yourself get in that rut, you're fine. Basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, I read a book, it's called mind gym. Have you ever read that book? No. Um, no idea who it's by. Great book. I'll have though. To check it out. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> book, uh, and it talks. Uh, it's basically about mindfulness and this guy who um, trains professional athletes on being mindful and about how you can escape ever entering the rut by never letting the negative things affect mm -hmm. you and using them. I remember I used to be. My mom used to laugh at me, even like in like third grade basketball, somebody would steal the ball from me and I'd be like, no, I'm getting that ball back and I'm going to make up for my mistake. And I think that if you make that a promise to yourself that every time you make a mistake, you're going to just make it up and that then it, you're just like, all right, cool. I made up for it. We're moving on. Yeah. So I think that really um, going back to yoga, it's really important to kind of just like again be present in everything and I think that that's what makes me love yoga the most um, and it really drew me to want to teach it to other people like I want people to be present in everything that mm -hmm. they do because I think it's so easy to kind of just go through your day and not even all of a sudden it's yeah. nighttime and you never really got to enjoy any bit of the day <laughs> <laughs> very well said and I think you know you touched on it too uh, what I found was really interesting. There's a time to acknowledge mistakes. Obviously, that's how you learn from them. Yeah. Uh, but so many athletes, I feel like, get caught up in, like, right away. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe I made that terrible pass or mm -hmm. missed that shot on goal. I think once you realize the time to do that is in the film session after the game. Mm -hmm. And that next moment is exactly that. Yeah. It's the next moment. Move on. It is what it is. Exactly. Um, did you ever find yourself ever too worked up or out of focus during the game? And if so, what did you use to kind of bring you back in? I would get, sometimes I would throw, play catch with the goalie essentially, just throw it to her, see if she could catch the ball. I don't know. I thought I was trying to score on goal. Anyways, my coach would, in the beginning, she would take me out immediately. And that was like the worst thing for yeah. me because like we were just talking about that let me to 
think about it. And yeah. if I didn't have time to think about it, then it was almost like, all right, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I never knew it even happened because I didn't have time to think about it. Um, and I think I actually had that conversation with the, my coach and I was like, if I do anything wrong the first time, like, don't take me out. Just let me keep going. Um, and once we got that compromise going, it really helped because I think that, again, not letting yourself think about it, um, kind of being able to like get upset about it doesn't let you to really care about it. You just yeah. kind of move on. Um, but I think also just coming back to like my teammates would be like, all right, you're good. Like, let's go. That was our saying. We would be like, you're good. Let's go. <laughs> um, so I think like also like being in a team sport, having your teammates there to not even let you have a, think about it. yeah, it's so <laughs> helpful. <laughs> Well, it's funny. I mean, you mentioned cues earlier um, mm-hmm. through your men- through mindfulness training and all that. It's I think they're so important. Yeah. To just be like, okay, something's not going right. What's a word mm-hmm. or three to four words that I can string together and be like, okay, my my yes. mind knows now. Exactly. Back to it. It's like a mantra in yoga. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was the biggest game that you ever played in your lacrosse career? Uh, biggest game. Is probably biggest and favorite would probably be my freshman year, our elite eight. We were in Cortland, a lovely town, and <laughs> it's really cold there. Even it was like May, and we were so cold. And we, <clears throat> it was halftime, I think, and we were down by seven or so goals. And we came back. It was thirteen twelve or something. The last like ten seconds of the game are the hardest film. You'll, I'll ever watch in my life because it was basically like slow motion of the ball trying to make it down the field. We ended up losing, but it was the best game I think that I have ever played. Um, as a team also, it was, it took us a long time my freshman year to kind of get into the, the using, every, using every, all 11 people on the field. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it all came together, unfortunately, at the last game. But it was also my favorite. My whole family was there. All my family lives in Syracuse. So they had like, never seen me play lacrosse. Um, so that was really special to me as well. That's awesome that they had yeah. a chance to see that. Um, you know, I had something similar. I went to nationals out in Seattle one year. And I have some family out there that had obviously never seen yeah. me swim before because I was swimming in Maryland most of my life. And it was the same experience. It was like, okay. I didn't have a great performance. Sounds yeah. like you did. <laughs> but it is what it is. It pumped me up. I was yeah. like, let's go. Uh, what was the biggest takeaway that you've had, I guess, in your time of sports? Um, I think especially now looking back, being, what am I, a year and a half out, Having fun is the most important thing you could ever say. I think looking back, all I know, all I remember is when I had fun. Um, I mean, there's times when I didn't have fun or it pushed me to be, to work harder than I remember. But when I tell people now that are looking at playing lacrosse in college, I think it's really important to um, find somewhere like that you're going to have fun, that um, for lacrosse, for school, for everything. Um, because my mom always says, somebody else said this, but I don't, my mom said it to me, <laughs> is that uh, if, it doesn't, or if it doesn't matter in five years, don't spend five, more than five minutes thinking about it. And I think that that's so important. So when you're looking forward and you think, like I always think, 
if if I went somewhere else in school or something like that, I mean, that should be more than a five-minute thought. <laughs> but still, I, when you look back, like, it's four years of your life. Where are you going to have the most fun? Um, who are you going to have the most fun with? And stuff like that, I think, is really important because you learn so much um, in being part of a team and everything like that. And the parts you talk about and take away from it are the moments that you had fun, that you learned, that you grew as a person. And that happens the most when you're in college. Yeah, I think that's very well said. And it's my goal always as a coach now is to show people, even when you're working hard, we can still have some fun with it. And that's, I think the biggest realization that kids need to realize growing up is like, you can work hard and still have fun. I think sometimes it's hard to remember moment, that in yes, the moment. Yeah, yes, but you definitely. look like now I look back and I'm like, oh, that was like the worst practice of my life physically. But I'm like, I, you know what? Yeah. It was fun. I grew it. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's really hard in the moment. But when you look back and you can say you had fun, honestly, that's all that matters. Yeah, I look back on my time and one of my favorite times every year is like when we lit, we were stuck on campus swimming. Yeah. And we were like the only sports team there. We were just swimming. We had like seven days in a row of doubles. And just, it sounds really like brutally hard. <laughs> it was. But like, because we were just the only ones there, we literally ate breakfast, swam, ate lunch together, watched a movie, went back, swam, watched another movie yeah. at night. And it was just really cool team bonding experiences. Yeah, we had that uh, basically when the semester would end, we would still be going into playoffs or even just uh, conference championships. And that was like the most fun. We were like, guys, just get through finals. Everyone's going to go home. And (laughs) it was, yeah, it's, it's where all the bonding happens as well. Yeah, definitely. What's um, your biggest piece of advice that you could pass on to that next generation of athletes? The aura around, uh, playing sports as you go on in life in college and everything like that and everyone's becoming a better athlete I think just through training younger and stuff like that I think finding what makes you different from every other athlete is really important Um, just to be able to um, not compare yourselves but see what makes you different and kind of using that to your advantage because uh, when you get into sports everyone can everyone can do the same things pretty much that's why we're all at this level you know Mm -hmm. but then what makes you different what gets you faster what gets you um doing a specific cut or whatever like that i think uh, it's important to kind of use that um and go with it yeah everyone's unique you just got to find what makes yourself unique exactly uh what's next for you i know you mentioned um you're in an accelerating nursing program Mm -hmm. uh where can these people kind of keep up with that and as you find your next career steps post athletics and now Um, career uh yeah so i will graduate in december from nursing school and i hope to get a job (laughs) that would be nice (laughs) no uh i think you will thanks (laughs) um i Definitely want to uh, work in D.C., like I said. Uh, my dream is to work at Children's National. Um, so, yeah. And if I get... When I graduate, I will post on Instagram. So everyone should follow me. At Nicoletti96. Three wise. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, Nicoletti. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure catching up and hopefully being able to get to share your story here. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.
I'm so glad that you took the time to listen in, and I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Nicolette. It's no surprise in talking with her, the importance of a clear mind focused in on the present allowed her to excel at lacrosse. I ask that however you've been listening, whether on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or another platform, please share this episode with at least one person today. You can impact their lives in a positive way by doing so. If you ever find yourself in the Ocean City area during the summer, be sure to check out a class with Nicolette and her mom at Summer Rain Yoga. Come back next Friday as I take you through three actionable lessons to help you explore and ultimately change your mindset for the better. Have a great week.